Welcome to Inspire on the Go. This season, we are featuring stories of transformation. Each person has a story, and we want to celebrate what God is doing in the lives of others. As you listen to today's episode, I encourage you to think about your story. How is God working in your life? I promise you, He is on the move. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go. Friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I hope that you are loving our series on Tell Your Story. Friends, you have a story to tell. God, in His lavish grace, has poured out His love, His power, and it is on display in and through your life. And so I hope that you're cultivating your faith story. I hope that you're thinking about it, praying about it, and sharing it. And today on the podcast, we have one of our sweet friends. Holly Woolbright joining us. Hey, Holly. I'm so honored. It is such an honor. Welcome. Okay, so now for some of our listeners, they may not know you yet, but they are going to know Holly Woolbright. You work here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, but you're really here speaking in the perspective of a young woman. So tell Mm -hmm. us just a little bit about you your life, your family. Yeah. I'm originally from Arlington, Texas. So when people find that out, it's kind of funny. Um, I'm now an Arkansas girl. So I went to Washtaw, graduated in May. um, And that's where I met my uh, now husband, Mason Woolbright. And so we got married this summer and moved to Benton. And so now I'm in Benton, Arkansas. Um, Did you ever think you would live in Arkansas? Girl, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it. I seriously do. It's beautiful. I mean, I love the slower pace and um, what city life was like in the DFW area. And so I've really loved it. And just the people um, in our community, it's just been great. That's great. And so we've been here seven months um, and I'm on doing seminary, working, we're getting plugged into our church. And so it's been a really good, uh, hard transition, but it's been, it's been really good. Well, you are a breath of fresh air Aww. and I just love how God is at work in and through your life and your level of spiritual sensitivity. So Holly, tell us, how old are you? I'm 23. Oh my goodness, such a baby. We love that. You're keeping us young. Oh my I'm goodness. so thankful. And, you know, honestly though, but to have mm. such spiritual maturity. So let's go back and let's talk about your backstory, yeah. how you came to know Christ, a little bit about your growing Definitely. up years, you know, your experiences in local church. Mm. You know, as you think about who you are, what are the spiritual markers, you know, mm. along the way? Yeah. So I grew up, my parents attended church. Um, and so I grew up you know, going to Sunday school, going to church, participating. And around six or seven, you know, I was hearing those Bible stories. I was hearing um, that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And and when I was six or seven, I made that decision to follow him. And really, I really do believe that was a decision I made, knowing that Jesus was Lord over my life and he saved me. And so I truly believe that. And so growing up, um, I came to a point, I started playing competitive sports. And so that took me kind of out of church for a while. Um, And so the only free time I really had or really participation in church, um, because you had tournaments on the weekends and and practice during the week, um, was church camp. So church camp was the only time really that I had to really get involved. And one summer, I think I was 13, um, I went to this church camp and um, I, we were learning about Luke 9.23 and where Jesus calls his people to follow him. And if you want to be my disciple, you know, lay down your life for me, pick up your cross daily, follow me. And just that whole week of just diving into that verse and what it means to be a disciple, 
it just clicked and I, and I don't know what it was, but it just clicked in my mind that that decision of belief that I made when I was six or seven was to be obeyed and followed through a relationship with him. And so that week, I mean, it just clicked, but also that week was very important because I went to a seminar where a woman was talking about her life in Africa and how she lived out her faith in Africa. And I could have chose to do swimming and archery, and I don't know what my uh, little 13-year-old self was thinking, that I would go and listen to a a woman speak during that time, Um, but it just changed my life. And hearing how she shared hope to the hopeless, Mm -hmm. um, the Lord said, I, I mean, I just, that end of that week, I was like, man, I want to do that. I want to bring hope to those who don't have hope. I want to take part in that mission. And so that week, I really understood that to be my call to ministry, that in, no matter what that looked like, God was calling me to participate in that. And so from that point on, um, man, like I knew I was going to do ministry, and so I got back involved in church. Um, and then when I started looking for colleges, I, I knew – um, that I wanted to continue those studies. And so Washta came, yes, yes. <laughs> came along and um, I was a Christian studies major at Washta and now doing seminary and pursuing what that looks like further. But yeah, I mean, there's been people along the way and things along the way. I mean, haven't, haven't lived that out perfectly, but that constant that um, the Lord called me to and is with me um, has just kept me going and been been that focus and, and that drive and behind school and, and work and pursuing ministry. So I love that. I love that. And so many things in that just portion of your story stand out to me. One, mm-hmm. you know, that you were attentive in that moment of church camp to whether you realized it or not, but you followed the leading of the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. go and to listen to that lady share her story in a mm-hmm. sense. And then you responded in obedience and faith and it led you to get serious or more mm-hmm. serious about your faith. And yeah. you followed that out with tangible actions, going to a specific school, you know, um, being in the word, getting into church and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. We really want to hear a little bit about your perspective on your generation, yes. maybe some of the experiences that helped to shape your generation mm-hmm. as well as your generation's view of God and church. Mm -hmm. So as you think back over your life and kind of your experiences, what are the things that you really think we as maybe older women need to know about younger women? Yes, I think one of the biggest and most transformational aspects of my faith that I mean, just has impacted me the most was older women pouring into me, um, mentoring me, reaching out and and asking me to get coffee or asking me about myself. And that mentorship, I think the Lord used to just change so many avenues of my life. Um, And I think older women need to know that younger women desire those relationships. They desire to have that mentoring, that care um, from older, wiser, godly women. And sometimes it's scary just because of the differences to bridge that gap, but um, younger women desire those relationships. All right, so I love that. I love the idea of the concept of really connecting with people in different generations. Mm -hmm. Do you have a specific example of somebody who poured into your life? Yes, yes. So I had a rough kind of period of freshman, sophomore year, um, just 
had a, a relationship that kind of led me down the wrong path. I made poor decisions and just during those years and um, started going to counseling. And that one by was the Holy Spirit just intervening in my life. And so my counselor actually connected me with a woman in the area that um, just desired to mentor um, young women. And so she and I got um, in touch with one another. And so we started meeting weekly. And um, I'll say her name is Miss Lisa, but she, uh, wow, like she just changed. I think the Lord used her to change the trajectory of my life. Um, She stepped in first time we met and said, no matter like what you tell me, nothing will surprise me. Nothing will turn me away. Um, And has constantly been that friend, that um, listening ear, that encouragement, that challenger that has pushed me to Christ and really helped me see, man, my heart and what what the Lord wants is my heart and me. And so she, I mean, I have story after story of just times where she has been, um, just an encourager, a challenger, and and stepped into my life, the Lord has used her to, man, just point me back to him. And I love the vulnerability of that, where Mm -hmm. you can, where she's saying, be yourself. There's nothing that you can say. There's nothing that you can do. And I think, and I want your thoughts on this. I think that's something your generation is very open to and longing for, vulnerability, transparency. Let's get to the real nitty gritty Mm -hmm. of life and ministry and the word and Mm -hmm. Jesus and our walks. And so do you see that? Yes, and most definitely. I think that genuine faith, that genuine relationship is what our generation, my generation is looking for. Um, I think people are kind of tired of the production of, of religion, the show that um, we can put on. And they're really like, what does it truly mean to have a relationship with the Lord? Not just do all these things, not just say all these things. And really within that community, what does real community look like? What is the church? What should the church look like in that? And so not only do they desire those connections, I mean, they desire true and genuine faith and um, sometimes people just don't know what that looks like and so that's the really the importance of of older wiser godly women just stepping in and pouring into them yeah stepping in and stepping up Mm. you know stepping up to the plate in the sense that God they're saying Lord here am I use me Mm. and taking their struggles you know Mm. that they've walked through and saying I want to be so transparent and vulnerable that's something I tell leaders all the time and I have to really remind myself is that vulnerability leads to vulnerability and transparency leads to transparency and so you know the older the wiser the leaders we need to be setting that culture. Mm-hmm. And so that's so beautiful. And I'm so glad that God placed Lisa in your life. Okay, so maybe that's your challenging season that, you know, you thought about whenever mm-hmm. we were talking about telling your story. But when you talk, when you think about some different challenges that you've gone through over the course of your life, mm-hmm. what are some things that God has taught you? What yeah. What did God do in the midst of that? I think during that hard season I talked about during my freshman, sophomore year, I experienced a lot of shame and guilt from sin and just uh, not being obedient to the calling I knew I had received. And I think when I look back at that, um, I'm so thankful how the Lord used that to teach me more about His grace. Um, and I'll, I'll share this funny thing. In high school, this is just a part of like my, my story. My nickname was Holy Holly. Uh-huh. And so, you know, my personality, I clung to that um, identity of being good and that identity of feeling like um, I was 
worthy of being, mm-hmm. you know, a follower of Christ. And the God, and God just kind of rattled that my uh, freshman, sophomore year and saying like, no, like when you rely on those external things, man, you fail every time. Um, but the Lord's grace, yes. he was good enough to pick me up and lift me out of that and reveal to me like, even though I have failed and even though I will fail, like he is there to pick me up. And so just that understanding of the magnitude of how good our God is um, to love us, to lavish his grace upon us with his kindness and mercy. And um, man, that just I learned so much through that and learned so much about him and, and really who I was because of that. And I think one thing that probably drives us all that are in ministry and called to ministry is for those who are coming behind us to experience that, Mm -hmm. you know, for them to learn through maybe some of our hard knocks and mistakes and Mm -hmm. things like that, that it is all about grace and that God is so faithful and that he is so good. And he's stepping into our stories and he's bringing that redemption and that restoration and Mm -hmm. healing. So as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, where you sit today, really, and I just have to just brag on you for a second. You just really have a lot of maturity and very sound doctrine and I just you know you're just God is really blessing your obedience and I see that and I'm excited for what's ahead but I wonder as you think about where you sit right now looking back what would you tell the younger version of you Mm. man that's a good question I think I would tell myself uh just keep your eyes upon Jesus and and keep um I think a lot of times we think about our faith journey like just a linear line where it's just horizontal and you just have to from one point to A to B. But man, there's a lot of valleys, there's a lot of mountains to climb, and there's that's all a part of the um, process of becoming more like Christ and being conformed to His image and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform who you are. And I think I would just remind myself it's okay. Um, the Lord sees you, he knows you, and he loves you. And knowing those truths and remembering those truths in those hard times, I think would have comforted me. Um, when I felt like I was in the pit, you know, when I felt like I wasn't enough or wasn't, uh, valued that who God is, um, is determining of, I mean, determines who I am. That's right. That's right. And Oh my goodness, if we can just get our minds and hearts around that, if we can open up our our lives to that truth and ask the Spirit to settle that truth into us, mm. wow, it takes our eyes off of yes. all the would have, could have, should have, the mistakes, the shame, the guilt, mm. and it puts our eyes on Jesus and His redemptive work. Yes. And so that's so, so powerful. Okay, so let's talk about a time when you had to step out in faith. I mm. mean, you know, where God was calling you to take that step of obedience, and it was just that maybe crisis of belief for yes. you. Yes. Um, I think of after my sophomore year, after that hard season, the Lord called me to North Africa and to go on this trip to North Africa over the span of the summer. And I was nervous because I knew the Lord had given me this passion for ministry and a calling to take part in what he was doing. But because of that sin, because of that shame, I didn't know who like how was I worthy how was I worthy to go and participate in that and the Lord kept pushing that on me and and I kept having a passion and a desire to go and so I stepped out and I went and the Lord just truly transformed um, my life and 
in that trip and just seeing him work in North Africa was just amazing. Okay, so thinking about Africa and mm-hmm. thinking about that experience and the the journey of Africa, what do you think God was teaching you through that? Yeah, I think he taught me a lot about leadership and what it means. I led a team of uh, two other young women, and we partnered with two girls through the International Mission Board. Um, We're also my age. And so leading um, a group of young women in a foreign country where um, we had to, I had to make decisions about where we're going, what we're going to do, finances, you know, and just maintaining that and in a foreign country was a little scary and intimidating. Um, but I think it taught me so much about how to lead and incorporating um, the gifts of the body um, and how that works together as a team. Um, and so day to day, how can I encourage? How can I challenge? How can I build one another up? How can we serve the Lord together? How can I encourage and um, push this person to be what God has called them to be. And um, sometimes that means, you know, less of you, more of somebody else. And so I really learned what that meant to that teamwork and how to really lift somebody up and give somebody else opportunity um, when sharing the gospel, when um, interacting with locals, you know. And so it was a, and just a a lot about culture, a lot about uh, people, a lot about travel. And so I really just learned in that season and in that summer um, more about leadership and more about the teamwork in the body of Christ. Mm, that's so good. So good. And you know, whenever you think about that, you think about how we are a part of one big family. We are the body of Christ mm. and how God has ordained that each of us fulfill a different unique function and what God was teaching you was to be sensitive to that and Mm. that's so beautiful for the body of Christ for our leadership journeys Uh, okay so let's talk about what is God doing in your life right now yeah um so I'm now working at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention and I've seriously loved it and the journey to get here um, was a total total God thing and so I'll share a little bit about that my we were talking about my mentor um and there was a time in college where I knew I was going to do seminary. Um, I knew I was moving to a new city, um, but I didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing. And so that was, gosh, I think it was in March or April. And she, my mentor, I was at um, her house and she was asking me about that. And I told her, "Ah, I'm doing seminary, but I just don't know what the next step looks like. And she was like, you need to do something like you need to get going on something and so that was kind of the spark for me and that Tuesday um, in my life group when we were talking about prayer quest I asked somebody I asked my group to pray about me looking for a job and one of the girls knew about an opportunity here and so I was like oh my gosh okay and then I applied I waited and waited and it was just a long um wait to to know whether I was going to do this job or look for another job. I um, got asked to do another job and then another job. And so, but the, for some reason, the Lord was leading me here. And, um, and then in July, I um, got the news that this was the job for me. And so, man, I've been here seven, almost eight months, and the Lord has just taught me so much about this job um, and has given me so many opportunities um, through this job. And I think that has been the biggest blessing in this season of doing grad school. Um, The Lord has just taught me so much about just 
the in-between of, of being faithful where you are, um, be, but being expectant of where he's going to bring you. And so in this season, there's been opportunities. I've been able to speak at a D-Now, speak at Washita, um, speak to a youth group. And I think that's the Lord's way of seeing or saying to me, I see these things in you. I see what you're passionate about, and I'm going to prepare you to do those things. But right now, I want you to be faithful. Right now, I want you to seek me and grow um, as a minister. Um, learn and observe from those who are wiser around you. And so it's just been cool um, to see the Lord's faithfulness in that. To, to comfort me, and so it's been good. Okay, so tell us what you do here at the Arkansas Baptist yes. State Convention. I'm a ministry assistant for the Evangelism and Church Health Team. All right, which is where women's ministry is at, and you yes. specifically work with Warren. Yes. So you're involved in Super Summer and... Our evangelism yes. conference, yes. So that's been fun, learning all the ins and outs of planning a, a conference, um, planning a summer camp for students. Um, it's been really cool to just see behind the scenes of how all that works and putting putting those things together. And I want to speak this over your life as well. One thing that is happening right now over your life is that you are a woman who is stepping into ministry. Mm. So I want us to talk just a little bit about that, because mm -hmm. on the other side of this microphone are women who are considering that call, mm -hmm. whether that is a vocational call or stepping into a leadership position within a local church, maybe as a lay leader, maybe as a paid person. Mm -hmm. So talk to us just a little bit about your experience as a woman in ministry. I know mm -hmm. it's pretty early on. Yes. A <laughs> seminary as well. Mm -hmm. And just kind of what that journey has been like? Yes. Well, I think in college, um, you, and this is for any major, any student, in college, you have an idea of what you want to do. You have a title or a position in mind. And your whole time as a student, you're thinking, when I get out of college, this is what I'm going to do. And I mean, in Christian studies, that's what I was, I was working towards, maybe not necessarily being a woman's minister, but some kind of, I mean, church leader, some kind of um, minister in any way. And man, that's just what I, that idea, that position, that title was in my mind. And so when getting out of college, it's kind of like you're starting as a freshman uh, in life yeah. <laughs> and just thinking about, man, okay, um, I'm not going to, I might not have that position right out of the gate. Um, but the Lord did not give me those passions. He did not give me um, those desires for um, just any old reason. And so I think about uh, Philippians 1.6, how God is the finisher of our faith. And what he has started in us, um, he is going to finish. And I think about when Paul's writing those letters, I mean, that letter to the Philippians, man, we can look at that and say, are, we know our God is a finisher. And those desires that he's created um, in us, those passions that he's given us as ministers of the gospel, um, he's going to provide. And he is going to sustain and give uh, opportunity um, because he knows and he is faithful. And I think when we are discouraged um, in the in between in that season, man, like it's for a reason. And he is preparing us to be um, where he wants us to be. Yeah. And I can just say, as someone who's a little further down the road, I guess the older woman in this situation, <laughs> that there are two things, um, you know, obviously exactly what you said, which is the overarching truth, and that and that is where God guides, He provides, mm -hmm. you know, and He is yes. the finisher. 
in, in conjunction with that is so important for us to get education and to network. Mm. And you're doing both of those yes. things. And so as we just really want to encourage other women who may be considering call to ministry, you know, there are tangible steps that you can take from where you are right now. Yes. And you're taking those steps, Holly. And that's mm. one of the reasons I wanted you to come on the podcast so we can highlight that, so we can celebrate that together. Mm. Part of your story is God going before and preparing the way, and yes. you're walking in plowed ground, ground mm. that is plowed by Him. And mm. so so we want to celebrate that. Okay, so when we think about you know this podcast and what we talk about on our podcast, we always finish with one question. And so mm. I'm so excited <laughs> to hear your answer to this uh, because it's so interesting, the different perspectives. Um, yes. You know, whenever we think about maybe someone's experience or their age or just even just their personality. I think all of that comes out in a question like this. So here's our question that we're going to wrap up with today. What inspires you in life, in ministry, and in faith? Yes, I think just this constant thing we've talked about, just older, wiser women and pouring into the younger generation. I just, I am very inspired by the older, faithful women of God that God uses um, that may not be doing, that their name may not be out there, may not be like in lights um, that you hear about all the time, but those that are faithful, um, they're living that quiet life like it's talked about in James, um, that are living that faithful faithful life. Those women inspire me because it's not about the exterior, um, the external things. It's about their relationship with the Lord. And so I think when I look at my life and I look at what is driving my life, what is driving my faith, man, I hope it would be a love for the Lord and a love for his people. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I can tell a story about that on you, Holly, uh, because one day here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, we had, I think it was retirees into the building, and uh, several of us that are on the team together, we were getting our lunch and sitting together, and we were looking around for Holly, and we could not find her, and she, you were with a group of, of women, older women, and you were just right there in the middle of their table, and you were holding court. You know, you were asking them their story. You were talking with them, and it blessed us. It blessed us so much because that is honoring to God that we would that we would see other people in their journey and that we would affirm them in Mm -hmm. that and so I just want you to know that we Arkansas Baptist women we see you in your journey and we affirm you in that and not only you but all of the younger women who are running this race Mm -hmm. with passion and with dedication and with patience you know just trusting that when God starts something he's going to finish it and so uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast we're so so grateful for you and as you think about your story, friends, um, I just want to encourage you to consider these questions for yourself. You know, think about your story. You know, what what is God doing in your current season? What inspires you? You know, what are some challenges that you have faced and how has God brought you through? And as you think about those questions, write it down in your journal and then ask God to give you an opportunity this week to share your story with someone that you meet. And, or, and as you do that, you will give a reason for the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. And so thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.